0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel, and I am here with my dad.
1: And I'm Rick. What's up today, Joel?
0: So I wanted to... Here's something I've heard from a lot of parents lately. I am concerned about my kids. Yeah. This isn't the world I grew up in. This isn't the public school I grew up in. Yeah. Everything, it seems like the whole world is out for my kids. Yeah. And uh, I, I have a theory on parenting based on something you... You exemplified for me growing up. So when I was learning to drive, uh, I remember Papa, he gave me his truck, his little old Chevy S10, and he let me loose on the country roads here. Didn't give me a whole lot of instruction. (laughs) And I remember driving down these narrow Texas roads and seeing trucks barrel at me, and I was terrified I was gonna get in the lane, get, you know, hit. Oh, yeah. So I was constantly looking at the lines. I'm like, I gotta stay in the lines, gotta stay in the lines. And I remember, I think I scared you one too many times because you're in the car with me and you said, hey, don't look at the lines, look at something in the distance, pick a point in the distance, focus on that, and you'll naturally stay in the lines. That was a game changer for my driving, but I've stuck that in my head ever since because I think when it comes to parenting your kids, the same is true. I've seen so many people who were focused on, I'm gonna get the tools for being a good parent, and their kids still went off the rails, didn't serve the Lord. Some of them like homeschooled their kids from you know, yeah. birth to, to graduation, and they st- and you go, what happened? And I think the key... I think your advice follows something Jesus said. You know, when I get worried about something, I keep going back to where Jesus said, hey, don't be anxious about your life. And he says, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. But I'm telling you this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things will be given to you as well. And I think that is a picture of everything we do in life. You don't focus on the details, the lines, because you'll end up driving over them. What you focus on is the fixed point in the distance, seeking his kingdom of and his righteousness, and in some way, that's how we actually end up raising kids who are, It's, it's uh, it says, in a crooked and depraved generation, in yeah. which you shine like stars in the universe. I believe raising righteous kids, it's, you, it's not when you focus on parenting, it's when you focus on seeking the kingdom of God. That's something you exemplified for me, and I think when it comes to parenting, we get distracted sometimes with focusing on the parenting that really and it sounds, I mean, it sounds so Zen. Don't look at the bowl, be the bowl. Like what? No. <laughs> well, but there's an element of you don't even know what's going to come. So you've got to lift your vision higher than to the lines. Yeah, And that's what really principles are is it saying, if you, if you do this, you're going to get that, but we're looking for rules. What's a rule on parenting. And I saw you exemplify that as I'm working on raising my own daughter, I'm realizing it's not really about the rules of what to do with, because every kid's different. Yeah you've got to have a set of principles that go, yeah, if we do this, we're going to get this. And my you Know, I mean, look at all three of us, how different we are, yeah. And uh, of course, I turned out the best of all three of us, but and the humblest.
1: Well, we put most, we required the most work in use, was the thing, too, <laughs> I so. was your, I was the, maybe that was it, yeah. I was the guinea pig, right? <laughs> the I'm other the two oldest. were pretty easy compared to you, yeah. So. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I don't know. Um, Karis is pretty hard headed, but yeah, uh, yeah. well, yeah. different. She's a girl,
1: I never did understand her totally, but uh, yeah. but
0: even that, I mean, all of your kids. All of your kids are serving the Lord. Yeah. They're passionate about God. They've they're they're passionate about the church. Um and that that says something. You know, a person with experience is never at the mercy of a person with a theory. I'm still in the throes of this raising a yeah. daughter. Yeah. You've got three kids that y'all you and mom did something right. And I'm convinced more and more it was that you were seeking first the kingdom of God over your parenting skills. Yeah. And I think we all want tips and tools, which is helpful, which would be my goal for, you know, talking about parenting on this podcast, but above all, I think when you're concerned about your kids, you have to realize that God is more concerned about your kids than you are. They're his kids. You're just taking care of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He gave them to us, but expects us to give them back, you know? And what you're saying is, I mean, two things. It's a principle of focus. Whatever you focus upon, you tend to go toward. That's Mm -hmm. one of the principles you see in scripture. I remember you said that, yeah. yeah. Which is why it says, fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Several times in scripture, it says, fix your eyes on him. Keep your eyes focused on him. Or another way of saying it is, seek first the kingdom of God. Keep your eyes focused on the kingdom of God. Because you're going to go toward, naturally go toward the thing you focus on. And it just happens that way. As, as you see in driving, you don't intend to go to that line, but you naturally go there if that's where your focus is.
0: But that, which is interesting because it, it's what you're focused on. So you, you say, I'm not so focused on making sure that, my kids stay within the lines i'm focused on making sure that our kids are looking up and seeking first the kingdom of god and i'm yeah. the example of what that looks like
1: right another way of saying that would be you know your call is not to raise godly kids mm. your call is to be a godly parent because you can't really control the outcome of the kids i mean you know what they're going to do what's going to happen to them but you can you can control your, yourself i mean that's self control that's one of the fruits of the spirit so if you're being a godly parent and that's where you're shooting for, the kids are going to be drawn toward the Lord, and you have a better chance of them becoming godly kids too. You you have no guarantees of how your kids are going to turn out. But you that's not your call. Or I always say that's not your responsibility, I might say, is to raise godly kids. Your responsibility is to be a godly parent, and then you have to trust the rest of the Lord. And he'll do that. He does that.
0: That sounds so ethereal, but I mean, the way that works out is what I see with a lot of parents is, yeah, we're seeking God, but really what the driving focus is, you've got to get educated and make something of yourself. you got to get educated. And so, and again, it's a subtle difference. Like you you pushed us. When I slacked off in school, you weren't nice about it. Uh, Well, and you also have a master's degree in education, so you're all about education. But I never felt like the driving focus was for me to be an educated individual. I no. ended up getting a master's degree, but I never felt this pressure of like, I'm gonna let my parents down if I don't no, no, get all this all. education. But I did feel the pressure. I mean, that's why we always, I was, I noticed you would always go after rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like if I messed something up, you know, broke a lamp or something, unless I was doing something I'd been directly told not to, you never went after that. But man, when there was rebellion, you yeah. went for the jugular on that. And I think that goes back to, you realize rebellion in your heart is a lot more dangerous than a kid doing something dumb, breaking a lamp. Yeah. And it's focusing on the bigger picture, what's going on in the kid's heart. And that's, I mean, that's huge. And we miss that though, because, and I've met a lot of well-intended parents, and this is what's super scary. You can be the most sincere, loving parent, but you can still not do it right. Yeah. Because if you're not seeking first his kingdom and what he values... And that's what's really scary about it. If you're not seeking what he values, I mean, that's the story of Cain and Abel. Yeah. It's Cain makes sacrifice, God accepts it. A, or excuse me, Abel makes sacrifice, God accepts it. Cain makes sacrifice, God doesn't accept it. And Cain gets mad. Hey, I sacrificed. And he's like, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't the right sacrifice. But, I don't even care about that. And and he gets mad. And then he goes off and kills his brother. And yeah. I mean, that's a picture of humanity right there. Like you're offering to God something he doesn't really even care about but I you're interested. like, but I sacrificed, I was so sincere, yeah. it was like, yeah, you sacrificed the wrong the thing. wrong thing yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the results are the same as it, regret, remorse, as if you'd actually committed a sin and you were the most sincere person, loving God as best as you knew, but yeah. you can make a wrong sacrifice,
1: yeah, and I mean you, you focused on you mentioned it, the idea of parents you know got to make sure they get a good education, and you know I wanted you to get a good education, obviously, but i've seen I've seen two major problems that parents fall into, you know, and I've worked with a lot of parents over the years and was principal of the school. Boy, I learned so much in those few years watching parents and learning myself. And one of them is that idea of focusing upon education, you know, and, and almost making that a God, they would never say that, but the idea is they got to get a good education. They've got to uh, be prepared for life. They've got to learn how to make a living Mm. instead of being more concerned with what are they going to do with that living? What are they going to do with the money? You may be just training a well-educated pagan. And to me, it was more important that you guys had a heart for God. And if you just, I mean, you know, if you have a heart for God, you're not going to end up a derelict in the street. But the point is, if you have a heart for God, all the rest of it's going to, well, again, it's that Seeky first game of God. If if your kids have a heart for God, the rest of it's going to take care of it. You know, I mean, if they, if they, they're going to mess up, we all do childish, irresponsible things, even at 68 years old. We do irresponsible things, childish things, but the heart is what really matters. God does, you know, man looks on the outward appearance. Is he doing the right thing? Is he, is he, you know, dressing right and behaving right? But God looks on the heart and that's the most important. I
0: and mean, that's, that's what it comes back to is again, it's that it's so it's, it literally sounds so Zen and it sounds so ethereal. <laughs> and I, you know, when you used to tell me that I'm getting it now more as a parent though used to tell me that, like, well, I just want a kid that serves God. I'm like, yeah, but you did other stuff too. So what is the tangible what does it tangibly look like? But above all else, I knew that uh, your heart was to serve God and you exemplified it. Uh and that's I think the challenge is what we what we do what we think is minimally important, our children won't think is important at all. Yeah. What we think is of highest importance, our kids will at minimum think it's very important. And I've realized that more and more like Honestly, my kid, it she's getting, you know, she, she came back with a, a B in literature. And I'm like, that's her best subject. Something's not right. Like, she should be doing better in school. Mm-hmm. But she's knocking it out of the park in scripture memorization. Her class does, her school does scripture memorization. I'm uh-huh. like, you know what? She'll figure out literature later. Exactly. <laughs> She'll figure it out. And yeah. yeah, she may not get the greatest grades, and she may not get into the best college. But man, if that kid's got... The Bible in her, you know, yeah. the grass will fade, the flowers will wither, or the words of the Lord will live on forever. It says in Isaiah. That to me is, I'm like, if she's got that in her, she's gonna be fine no matter what mm-hmm. she's doing. And yes, I would love for her to be a doctor or you know a missionary or whatever it is, one of these noble professions. But if if she never becomes that, but she's got the word of God in her, that's a win to me. Yeah. And I think that's where our priorities get so out of line because we have a world that says, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't get your kid in the right school, they're never gonna make it. Yeah, but. I don't know. I just, I think, I think we really have to reevaluate everything the world tells us is is is, oh, is yeah. important. And well, don't duh. get me wrong, I'm all for education. <laughs> yeah, we are, but we fall for it so subtly. And it's like, well, that's being a good steward of the talents God's put in you. But
1: what you think is most important,
0: your kids are going to figure
1: it out. Well, plus education. What is the beginning of wisdom? the fear of the Lord, if you're being trained by people who don't fear the Lord, they, don't, they themselves do not even have the beginning of wisdom or the beginning of knowledge. The Bible says both those, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Well, yeah, but they know this and they know that. Yeah, but true wisdom and true knowledge begins with the fear of the Lord. Everything else is just facts and figures.
0: Yeah, which, which that's an interesting point. And maybe we'll just do a whole podcast on this, is training your kids to fear the Lord. There is an element when a kid is young that, you need to have some fear of the consequences of sin. And you say, well, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, but it also says, consider goodness and the severity of the Lord. So there's this balance. And I think as kids, in some ways, you don't want to raise a kid that fears God. And some like me, naturally I had more of a fear that God was going to come out and beat me over the head with a stick for all my wicked, you know, Uh seven year old thoughts. But there's an element of, we need a balance of both. And so you need to be, it's the grace and the truth.
1: It's, it, you know, I had an example of it one time I was a principal of school and it had a big glass window right by the playground, you know, which isn't very smart, but it was designed as a church later school. And uh, so I could hear the kids playing on the playground. There was a water fountain right there. And I was the principal of the school and they had this new kid. Fifth grader was introducing this new kid around. So the fifth grader, they're up at the water fountain and the old, the old pro fifth graders talking to the younger one. He said, that's Mr. Malm's office. He's really nice unless you're bad then he's terrible. <laughs> I thought man that's exactly what the reputation I want cuz that's the reputation God is. Man, he's nice, but if you mess up, you know, he is terrible to his enemies. He is a god of terror to his enemies.
0: Yeah, which I mean there's uh, it's not quite that simple. Once you're in, in once you're forgiven by the blood of Christ, it's yeah. he's not terrible to you. Now he will well, discipline you. you're no longer you. his enemy. Yeah, and he will discipline you, but yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 So
1: yeah, there, there is the discipline of the Lord, but that's for our good.
0: Which I mean, that's, that's a whole nother topic too, is like teaching when my daughter asks me something, I, I know the right answer that an eight year old needs, but I have a hard mm-hmm. time going, it's, ex- it's like this all the time. But a kid needs to know there's certain things that are like that all the time. But I'm like, well, yeah, you know, like, dad, should I do this? I'm like, well, it depends. Yeah. And yeah, that was one thing you were good at, I think, is you, you would say look here's the pr- this is where you go back to teaching your kids the principles the principle is if you do this you're going to get this i mean jesus taught principles give mm-hmm. and it will be given to you yeah. basically you get to decide the output based on your input this yeah. is the way it works and these are spiritual principles it's just like gravity what goes up must come down you can beat the principle for a little while with you know wings and flying and learning yeah. uh, uh, how things uh, You don't don't
1: beat the principle. You overcome one principle with a greater principle is really what's happening. Wow. Like floating metal, metal doesn't float unless you use the principle of buoyancy and build a boat, you know? Yeah, man, that, hmm? I don't don't preach right there because essentially
0: that's what it is. It's like you overcome by a higher principle, which goes back to so ethereal sounding, but seeking first kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I think that's where, as every parent, we have to figure out in our unique, Environment with our unique kids because you have five kids yeah, and every one of them. them is completely different. Yeah, uh, I just think about us, like our family, like how God, how it Karis, my sister, relates to God, is very different than how I relate to God, is very different than how Jonathan relates to God, yeah. and you had to navigate all that, and you had to be the. I mean, parents are the first picture of God we get. Yeah, and you had to figure out, and you even said that with Karis, you're like, I had to kind of lean on mom a lot because. I didn't understand how a girl worked. Yeah, and I'm having to do that too. The, last night, at least, she dropped something, and it was just because she was not paying attention. And there's salsa literally all over the floor, and I was like, <laughs> "I told you not to do that." And Emily looked at me, and I was like, "I'm leaving this one to Emily." <laughs> yeah, that's wise. Because I, I was I was angry and frustrated, and yeah. and I, but again, I want her to understand like, the bigger the bigger picture, and that's where when you're seeking yeah. first the kingdom of God. And so in some ways parenting i mean am i right about this that your spiritual walk i feel this way sometimes about being a teaching pastor i'm way concerned about my spiritual growth than about the people i'm teaching spiritual growth because if i'm not growing spiritually i can only take the people i'm teaching so far and as a parent really parenting and oftentimes comes about to parenting yourself exactly which can be hard if if you haven't had a good example
1: yeah yeah, well, a teacher, uh, a student never outgrows his teacher or is never better, greater than his teacher, is what Jesus yeah, said. When, you know? a, when,
0: a, when a student is fully trained, he'll be just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he
1: will be like his teacher when he's fully trained. But that's, so what you're saying about, yeah, the, you need to focus upon you. If you're growing, those that want to grow will learn from you and, and benefit also. But you've got to be growing first. If you're, if you're focused on them first, then uh, you're just going to get frustrated and bogged down in a bunch of mire focus upon your own life. It's what I'm saying. You know, your real goal is to be a godly parent. And then what God does in the kids' life is up to him.
0: Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.